welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Nutch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we bring you the MLS Best 11, sideways that are absolute fire, the starboard side of Al Lane, and why I hate Everton but love the movie Creed. Fifth episode of We Call It Soccer. What are you guys drinking this week? Uh, right now, I have uh, Stone uh, Zorkovetsa, their winter spiced ale stout. Um, their seasonal, it's very good. It actually was part of their uh, homebrew contest a few years ago, and I highly recommend it. It's very delicious. Um, I'm drinking Grain Belt Nordeast because I'm a Minnesotan like that. That and it's Christmas time, and I have to spend my money on gifts rather than alcohol. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you could make alcohol your gifts. Have you thought about that? Um, I personally think that me consuming alcohol is a gift for everyone involved, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I have a wife that does not agree with that. There was a great video this week from a British sketch comedy troupe that talked about beer snobs and how they just go droning on and on about the qualities of the beer. And they had this thing that I'd never seen before, which is an ultrasonic beer head foamer. Have you seen this? Is that a real thing or a thing made up for the sketch? No, that's totally oh, real. Okay. You know, like how you go to Ikea and there's that battery powered coffee foamer that you can have if you don't have a $3,000 espresso machine with a right. yeah, yeah. steamer. And and then you buy it and you think, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be really civilized and going to be really hoity-toity. And then that one time a guest comes to your house, you use it, and then it sits in the cabinet until mm-hmm. the batteries oh, leak. Yeah. And then you got to throw it out. Yeah, this is, I think, that, except even more useless. I mean, the thing is that a good beer is actually supposed to retain its head without any sort of... No, 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 no. This is when you go to the Philistines bar and they pour you a beer without a proper head. And then oh, you, you okay. take out your ultrasonic thing and not today, villain. And then well, you foam your beer while glaring at the bartender. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, you have to also assume that the glass is going to be dirty and therefore it won't actually hold the belt in lace. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, speaking of glasses which can sometimes be trophies and trophies which were today handed out by mls uh, <laughs> oh my god that is such a stretch but let's go with it so let's go on to our major listing service segments when we look at the greatest houses all over the united states and which ones of them want to turn into twenty thousand seater stadiums that house mls teams because that's the big hot new thing right now everyone wants an mls expansion Congratulations, Minot, North Dakota. You are the next contestant on Who Wants to Have an MLS Team? That news is broken by Offensive Loons Fan on Twitter. Exactly. Hashtag MLS to Minot, which uh, annoying people like me mistake for hashtag MLS to my no. It's not. Yeah. That's like new. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like new Prague, Minnesota. Why don't they just say Prague? They're so proud of being Czech. They're so proud of being Czech in. New Prague, though, like everybody, yeah. I have a good friend that lives there, and it's like the most Czech town you've ever seen, and yet they pronounce it Prague. Okay, all right. Well, well, watch out if you do go to New Prague, which are soon to have an MLS expansion squad, and I believe they're Team Fifty Four. But instead, what we're going to talk about is going to be the semifinal that led to one of those teams getting there, which is actually the more interesting thing to talk about. Game of the playoffs, game of the season, really. If you have any friends that are like, soccer is boring, there's no scoring, it's all 1-1 one, one draws or nothing-nothing nothing draws, show them this game. Not just the highlights, <laughs> tape it, show them all 115 minutes. When they try to get game. up to go take a pee, make them sit down. Exactly. Yeah. This game ended 5-2, to two, and then we're going to, to extra time because Toronto is up 3-2, to two, trying to match the aggregate from the first leg, mm-hmm. or the first leg score, so they had to go to extra time. And their best player, in my opinion, Giovinco, got subbed off. And what does this sub do? Just scores a game winner. Like, yeah. no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that man went from being, like, oh, he's coming for Giovinco to never having to buy a pint of anything, whatever his fancy, in Toronto ever again. Isn't it funny, though, that the French-named dude beat Impact, the one <laughs> yeah. French-named team, Benoit? Benoit. Yeah. Benoit. 
That's yes. one of my favorite team uh, French names, by the way. Benoit. Benoit? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. It kind of rolls off the, the the tongue like that, doesn't it? I'm not gonna try to pronounce his uh, last name. Just we'll just call him Benoit. Like Schleich. Yeah, exactly. But he comes on for GV. Ninety-two seconds later, he scores a game winner for Toronto. NBD. Yeah. Then these, a pair of sunglasses fell from the sky and then on his face. <laughs> and just then, looked up. And then yeah. <laughs> beam of light came down to deal with it. <laughs> this deep voice. Then said it in French for the Montreal fans. Said, oh, no. Hey, by the way, Goldsy always scores five goals in five playoff games. What? It's so great seeing Josie score goals. It's so fantastic. <laughs> it's, I mean, and his goal was was pretty great in this game too. Just a glancing header on a corner, and like he knew he scored before he like even turned around for goal. Just bam, it's in. And so go celebrate. Is anyone holding up a banner at like Sunderland games, being like, "Yeah, this is how much Josie's scoring <laughs> right now"? Because yeah. that's some excellent Schadenfreude at the moment. I don't know if there's any Sunderland fans who watch MLS. I don't know if there's any Sunderland fans at this point. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but they they are actually getting their own Schadenfreude right now because uh, Moisey is doing decently at Sunderland at the moment. Anyway, we, we'll get on that much yeah. later when when we take our flight over to the um, pub. One thing I do want to bring up about this game, um, uh-huh. Hernan Bernardello looked as though he was murdered in about the like 16th minute or so um he was subbed off because he apparently had a shoulder injury despite the fact that somehow in some way they decided that he passed the concussion protocol after being completely leveled by Josie Altidore on a I don't know if it was a 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. It was... Yeah. I, I don't Josie's blame... Josie's not a small man. Yeah, I don't blame Josie for that one that much. Um, but the shot that Bernardello took off of Josie's elbow, or shoulder, rather, um, it was frightening for someone that watches way too much NFL. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to hit the ground head first. That's... This is... I mean, how is this still a problem? It's... I, you know, I gotta be like John Oliver. It's 2016. You know, like how are we still arguing Spot about on John Oliver? Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I actually like uh, anyway. <laughs> There's nothing I can do to recover from the humiliation of trying that just now. So I'm just gonna keep going. Uh, <laughs> it's in this day and age. How are we still? This happened in the Premier League recently. How are we still letting people on the pitch when they're clearly out of it? Because there's incentive for coaches to not take them off the pitch. If okay, there was quick like, question. You're about to say maybe if there was a sub, uh, a free sub, sub right? Yes. Do you think that. the potential for exploitation, because that always gets brought up, is a more of a problem than a player getting a concussion? Like, what's what's the bigger integrity check here? I know what I'm thinking in my head, but I, I want to know what you guys think. I think the bigger integrity issue is allowing someone who just suffered a severe traumatic brain injury to continue running around rather than to immediately get them yeah. medical training. There should be uh, non-partial officials on each side or with each bench and saying, this guy's concussed, we're going to take him out, you can sub him on. There can be, like, the coach can't be like, oh, he's fine, Just, we're going to leave him on. So it should be someone who's non-partial. Maybe the fourth referee, maybe, or yeah, so, someone I mean, with them. Simply put, the question is, do you want your team to win, or do you want to be, like, wreck a dude's life and his mental well-being for forever? You know? So, so th- that's the kind of... It's a pretty easy balance, right? Yeah. So, but uh, we, we still have to talk about... Hey, quick preview of uh, Toronto versus Seattle um, in Toronto this Saturday. What do you think? Key player for Toronto, obviously, uh, Bradley, Jovinko, and Josie, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. between the three of them, something impressive is going to happen. It's not a question of if they'll store, it's when and, by, and how much they'll store, or how many they'll store. Um, mm-hmm. You could see uh, Montreal kind of expose their bad three with, with speed with uh, Oduro on their two goals. Um, Jordan Morris could get him behind with his space, but I think Toronto takes this one. I think Seattle has a little bit better defense. I've I'm kind of more towards mm-hmm. a high scoring draw in normal time and then I don't know if I see it going to PKs. I see extra time at the very least, 
just because, you know, this one's going to be a shootout. This is going to look more like a baseball score than a typical soccer score. Yeah, I think a lot of attention is going to be paid to Osvaldo Alonso and if he can shut down Golzi. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, this is not the first time I've heard someone say this is not a game that's going to go to penalties. That this is something that probably will be decided mm-hmm. before that. Which is, uh, to take something from a later segment, the DFB, the Football Federation over in uh, Germany, decided that for their DFB Pokal Cup, they're going to get a fourth substitution if the game goes to extra time. Anything that a, a federation can do to avoid penalties, I think is a good thing. I hate penalties. If you can, if it's you can such avoid a cheap way to settle any kind of trophy. Right. And and yeah. when you, by the time you get to extra time, everyone's gassed. So that takes down the excitement a little bit. Some teams mm-hmm. are like, well, maybe we'll just throw the dice instead of opening up our flanks by going all out to get that goal. I think that fourth fresh sub... Changes that dynamic just a little bit. So, so I think consensus Toronto for a pick. I think Toronto. Yeah, I think me too. Yeah, I think Toronto ekes it out. Yeah. If you're in Minnesota, come over to the Nomad and uh, watch with the dark clouds. It's gonna be fun. There's gonna be a Girl Scout dance party right after. Okay, the band G R R R L Scout, not like actual <laughs> you, you Girl Scouts. You could have like led with that part though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are, are our listeners like creepy people? I mean, now they are. Well, we're all on a list right now. Thanks to you, Notch. Oh, my God. Anyway, speaking of a list, uh, MLS Best 11 came out. Hey, nice segue, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, this this Best 11 seems like a terrible actual team, but yeah. it's, it's a, <laughs> it, it would certainly be interesting. So, Andre Blake in goal, um, three-man all-center-back back line uh, with Hedges, Van Dam, and Axel Schoberg. Uh, midfield... Uh, Kleshin, Moro Diaz, and Nacho Piatti, and then four forwards. Uh, <laughs> BWP, um, MVP David Villa, Giovinco, and Gio Dos Santos. Um, I would feel bad for Andre Blake in this scenario, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no protection on the wings. They're just gonna be, yeah. I mean, he's, he is, he has no chance. <laughs> Geo can cause enough offensive issues on the outside that maybe one of the mm-hmm. flanks would be occupied. This should be the team to play like the all-star game next year against like some European team. Like and it just, like six to seven or like <laughs> five to twenty-four in favor of the European team team, of course. I, I mean, if this is, you know, this is the kind of like game experience that Eurosnobs accuse MLS of having super attacking no defense it's all about just how many goals you can score because what are defensive midfielders and fullbacks we don't know (laughs) I mean you could have even put in some fullbacks and just had like a a one center back and two fullbacks and made it seem a little bit more like the modern game Um, I will say as far as defensive midfielders go Ozzy Alonso, I think, did get mm-hmm. shut out a little bit. But beyond that, yeah. you can't really fault them for mm-hmm. this lineup. It's just that it's a terrible in-practice team. David Villa for MLS MVP? What do you guys think? Yeah, whatever. Uh, Sasha. Sasha was a bit 19, better, yeah? 19 assists. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of assists for... MLS season. Underappreciated. Yeah, sure. very underappreciated. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would have said Gio, but... Or Giovinco, rather. Yeah, like, I know that yeah. there's yeah. Gio and Gio Dos Santos, so... Um, <laughs> Atlanta signed Miguel Almiron, who's 22 years old. He's a Paraguayan national team winger. Uh, it This signing commenced raucous panicking in Minnesota because we have two players, <laughs> they have 10. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and not only that... Um, Eight and a half million dollar transfer fees. What's been rumored um, among the biggest paid fees in MLS history. Mm-hmm. Twenty million over five years. Huge. That's that's money. Apparently, Seattle had them on their super secret, double secret probation uh, discovery list and got a Garber. Oh, sorry, general allegation. Uh, sorry, uh, allocation money. <laughs> uh, for wow, the- Notch, tell us how you really feel about Cam and Tam. And finally, in in huge news that surprised few people, Landon Donovan has retired. 
It's not really news, honestly. Yeah. I mean... It'll be news when he shows up on a field in Mississippi and starts, like, lobbing free kicks 70 yards down the field right on the money to, like, high school kids. And then he'll get a plane chartered by Ziggy Wilf or something and fly him straight to Minnesota to maybe launch the rival team to Minnesota United. In New Prague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, we should move on to our loon monitoring segment. Uh, you can slap on that DNR badge. Take those forest ranger hats that you've been saving up for the, this past week, and let's go. Let's go out on the lakes and and sneak around looking for some loons. Yeah, we did. We mentioned Minnesota only has two players on their official roster, and those two players are surprise, surprise. Kevin Venegas and Justin Davis. Hey, we have players. Yay. Great. We have two fullbacks. Fantastic. We will watch as more signings, hopefully, fingers crossed, roll in, um, you know, before the end of the season. Uh, and uh, an article written by uh, Jeff Reuter for MLS Soccer yeah. mentioned that Adrian and Manny are negotiating with two NASL Minnesota United players not named Tristan Ramirez. Um, so three people being negotiated with. Christian hasn't signed yet. Uh, any thoughts of it? Who those two other players are? Jason Mora and Omar Daly. Yeah, strap in everybody. What up? Worst MLS <laughs> team for sure. I'm thinking Johnny Steele and Johnny Steele's beard. I think uh, we should have everyone listening and go off to the social media profiles of all the current Minnesota United players and just check out all the vague things that they're tweeting. Like Sammy said, like, what is it? SN33 coming soon. No, to be continued. To be continued. And it was attached to like a highlight, highlights of him playing for Minnesota. Uh-huh. And so. it, soon they'll, they'll be like, the beginning. Like, you know, at the end of movies, sometimes they say, the beginning. It's just saying the end, that that, that will come in. Question and then like... You know, more cliche things like with uh, text on like uh, uh, two people holding hands at a beach, a little, little mark that says just vague soccer player signing tweets. Uh, I did check and did a few players' Twitters and uh, Brent Coleman hasn't tweeted since like early November. Mm, yeah. Obviously has been disappeared by Minnesota United FC. Yeah. Um, the conspiracy just deepens. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving along, we don't know yet exactly when we can expect to be standing inside Cloud City, the new Minnesota United Stadium. However, we do know when a piece of dirt will be ceremoniously, sh- ceremonially shoveled for the stadium. December 12th. Yeah, At 2 so, p.m. Yeah, 2, 2 p.m. p.m. Um, so news of the new stadium groundbreaking ceremony has finally come out um took you long enough they had to get those you know regular shovels from home depot and paint them gold they had to find it and to do that they had to find an intern to do it and before they found an intern they had to hire interns it's a long process see all the gold ones were bought out by ziggy wolf just in spite, so we have to get our own and paint them gold. Can, can, I just want Nick Rogers to dress as Mario for this. Because, you know, there's that famous <laughs> picture of Ziggy Wolf looking like Wario from the U.S. Bank Stadium groundbreaking. So just, just yeah. as, uh, you know. He's he's easily going to be less creepy than Ziggy Wolf was in that picture. You think Justin Davis will want to dress up as Princess Peach? Give him, give him enough strong bullets, I think he'll do anything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, strong bulls are an ancient weapon, and something else ancient were the pyramids. So we should start talking about the rest of the U.S. soccer pyramid in our pyramid scheme section, uh, which starts with our recurring segment, sub-segment, NASL Mageddon 2016. And this week's episode, the USL sends its regards as the reigns of Cosmomere. Start to slowly play from the archers dressed as musicians standing in the balcony. Sorry, spoiler alert for Game of Thrones. My bad. If you don't know that by now. Yeah, seriously. Come on. I didn't know it, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. Get out. Get out. (laughs) Leave. Watch it. Then come back. (laughs) We'll wait here. Right. Exactly. Okay. Bye, guys. Uh... Man, that was easy. I yeah, didn't, I, you know, I didn't know how. Leave. Yeah, I thought that would be awkward, but great. Yeah. All right, let's let's get so so. Uh, Caleb, Cosmos are dead. Long live the Cosmos. Long live the Cosmos. Yeah. Uh, they announced they were ceasing operations and released all their players, and I think their staff too. Um, there, there's like a GoFundMe page 
Cosmos start, Country started Cosmos that. Country for their staff, which I think is pretty awesome. Just to because not everyone on, on that front office is a is a. I can't think of his name right now. Gio. Savarese. Savarese. I don't want to say Gio DeSantos. That's not it. But like, <laughs> just ticket guys and uh, marketing people who are out of a job right now. And right before they Christmas. Have, right before Christmas. So good on Cosmos Country for doing that. And also good reporting by them too. Them and Empire Soccer really did some great stuff throughout this whole entire endeavor. I just want to single out uh, Louis and Nick from Cosmos Country. I've had a chance to meet Nick very briefly, but I've had extended interactions with Louis, who I really like very much as a podcaster and as someone who covers the Cosmos. Dude is like super conscientious about what he reports and writing. So I feel horrible. I really hope that they have a team again. It's no good whenever any team goes down, even a team as... uh, I mean, we loved hating the Cosmos, you know? So... Hopefully, they're able to fly again in some fashion, but um, it's not going to be this particular iteration. By the way, the Times of India published a Associated Press pool article about the Cosmos and NASL. So there's some dude in, in Mumbai right now being like, what? Why am I reading about this, like, NAS? What? I don't know who wrote that. Is this some diehard Cosmos fan in Mumbai? It was on the Associated Press wire, oh, okay. so it, it was. But someone, some diehard Cosmos fan in Mumbai, had to pick up the press wire article and say, "This, this, we need to run this this week." So that that did happen. The USSF, our beloved federation, has worked out a deal for NASL sides to play in the USL um, next season, and then to pay the joining fee for the USL over 10 years. There's a little bit of mixed reports about how much that fee might be. But for a a team that might have to just, you know, switch leagues involuntarily, or maybe if if in some miracle the NASL does play next year, at least maybe some of the bigger teams like Indy 11 might have to change leagues just to maintain their kind of prominence. Because if USL is given D2, they don't want to be in a D3 league. Right. Uh, so so this kind of smooths over that process of moving teams from NASL to USL. It makes it a little bit e- makes the financial hit a little bit easier. The obvious question now being if the NASL does die, and what if some of its teams die in the USL like two years <laughs> down the line? Um, so, hey guys, what did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> that was. Did you watch all of Game of Thrones? Um. I might have scanned Wikipedia for it for a bit, but... That's fair. That's really what yeah. we all do. Okay, <laughs> sweet. Cool. Just so um, we get the jokes. We just want to be snobs, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, everyone wants to go MLS now, by the way. Everyone. Everyone does. And that's not even a joke. Like, Mino... Sorry, Minot. North Dakota. <laughs> and uh, and now uh, the Carolina... Rail- Sorry. North Carolina FC. So much better. So much better. Oh, man. Say it again, just just so I can hear you in that voice of yours saying it. North Carolina FC. Mm. It's so dumb. (laughs) And the logo is also like, looks like a Texan logo. It's got a star in it with like red, white, and blue. Never mind the... What the fuck is an FC? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I I actually, you know, for all the fun we made at the Railhawks team, I actually liked it. Yeah, their color scheme was one of the most. Uh, I, I I liked it a lot. The it's orange vibrant. and yeah, blue. Now they're just gonna be red, white, and blue, like a lot of other teams in the U.S. soccer, and it's yeah. not like the U.S. men's national team and Dallas and Red Bull and just yeah, yeah. It, they're just it. I mean, we made fun of the Railhawks, just the team name alone, but. I'm gonna miss the Railhawks. I thought I'd hope if they were doing Eurocentric name, choose something a little different. Like the they had trademarked AC Carolina. That'd be kind of cool to do that. I was hoping for the Carolina Rail Albions, but the Carolina <laughs> Flight guys, like they had that, that also one would have been really awesome would've, too. Would've been badass, but they're they're now gunning for an MLS franchise. Um, another team that's trying to go for it is the Tampa Bay Rowdies won an MLS franchise with the hashtag MLS to Saint Pete. So. Maybe their expansion team will be called St. Pete Rowdies. Uh, technically, they're in St. Petersburg, which is, you know, across the bay from wait, Tampa wait, wait. Bay. They're going to go for a MLS bid? Is this a one-year plan? Or how much? How much? <laughs> I don't think Bill Edwards know. said so. <laughs> okay. The, the, their new stadium is going to be designed by Populous, those same guys who are making Minnesota United's new stadium. 
and it looks nice. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fairly big expansion of Al Lang. Mm-hmm. Um, I like some of the nautical theme that's going into it. Kind of looks like the ship's must with uh, the the bow of the ship. I think it's yeah. I don't. I'm not. I. I'm, I that sounds right. I, yeah. I don't sail, so the really starboard could... side of the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> You know that that's what they're gonna say inside the stadium that the ticket rep, you know, be uh, like, "Hey, dude, where's the east side?" No, 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 sir. I, I, it's the starboard side of the stadium. Now, of course, someone's gonna tweet and be like, "Dude, it's the west. That's the starboard side." And actually, I think it's left and right. Doesn't matter what direction. See, he's doing it. He's the one who's gonna. I don't know which one's which. If starboard is Ah, left or right, or port is left or right, but it's left or right. I'm pretty sure it's starboard that's left. Okay, why don't we take a break right now and figure this out (laughs) and then come back with our conversations about the U.S. national teams, the English soccer, because it's not just the EPL this week, we got a little bit of lower leagues, uh, very little bit of lower leagues (laughs) news from England, and then we'll talk about the rest of the world as well. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Uh, we're going to dive down into the sewer, talk about some U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles and U.S. Women's Ninja Turtles, too, with the nominees for Player of the Year. Yeah, so Golzi Always Scores headlines the list of the uh, nominees for Men's Player of the Year, along with Clint Dempsey, Bobby Wood, Michael Bradley, and Jeff Cameron. Um, any thoughts on that list, guys? Solid. If you, if you, it's, yeah, if you're picking a winner, it's either... If you're going by club form, you go out the door. You go by someone who's kind of bust out on the scene and is really made a name for himself with the men's national team. You go Bobby Wood. You got to go with Bobby Wood, man. The yeah. dude's exciting to watch. Yeah. He scored so many clutch goals, too. Mm-hmm. Well, this opens us up to having some U.S. Men's Ninja Turtles themed pornos because Bobby <laughs> Wood, you can just have that name in the, the film without changing it. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this business venture. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's uh, move along to the nominees for the Women's Player of the Year, who are Crystal Dunn, Alex Morgan, Tobin Heath, Carly Lloyd, and Becky Sauerbrunn. Uh, what's the... It's got to be Carly Lloyd, right? Carly she's... Lloyd's nominated for World Women's Player of the Year, so... <laughs> she's probably going to win the U.S. Women's Player of the Year. That would be fun if, like... She should so. win the U.S. Players of the Year, just all men, women, everybody, she should win that. Yeah, I don't think that's a very unpopular opinion. But... I don't think you're stretching the, no, the the not even remotely. Yeah, I, it would be funny though if she won like World Player of the Year and then like Alex Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the U.S. U. Seventeen Ninja Turtles. These are the ones that uh, they're the teenage men. Literally, the teenage (laughs) men's Ninja Turtles are doing well, or did well rather, in the Nike friendlies. They outscored their opponents fifteen to two on the way to the final, uh, on the way to the title. Make that, and this included a win against Brazil, dude. Three nil at that, and also seven one against Portugal. These weren't like. Contratav lower lead teams. It was like this isn't world them, powerhouses. They're not playing the, the New Jersey the Institute of Technology here. They're they're like actually <laughs> playing teams that can be decent. So right, guys, in like five to ten years, our US national team is going to be sick. <laughs> you know that some guy at NJIT listening to this right now be like, "Screw you, Colin. Our soccer team is great." Actually, the uh, NGIT actually almost beat the men's basketball team at University of Minnesota tonight. So I'm not even kidding. Oh, we, won, we won by like three. Hey, like, it we won. Even... <laughs> there you go. Uh, the women's uh, U20 World Cup, uh, the U.S. got fourth place after sc- losses to both North Korea and Japan. Well, to be fair, the North Korea one was all propaganda. So, <laughs> I don't really know if we won or not. With all the fake news that's going on, that's one of the, the yeah, pieces. Yeah, it, it's surprising that it actually broke outside of just North Korea, but yeah, it, it, it was a 1-0 one nil, one nil win for North Korea, apparently. Um, and Japan also, um, that was kind of a heartbreaker loss. They gave up a goal in the 87th minute after mm-hmm. 
pretty much being shelled the whole time and a number of very, very good saves. This is one of those games that in a competitive match between the US and Japan for at least a couple more years, there's going to be some uh, increased motivation, shall we say, for, for Japan to kick our butts. So I, I bet the, the Japanese U20 team went home thinking, feeling pretty good. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, at this point, everybody buckle your seatbelts, uh, pay for your over new overhead bin fee that United Airlines is charging us, because we're taking a flight over to England to go over to our pub segment where we talk about every mostly the EPL, but uh, English soccer as uh, Caleb softly cries into his beer. <laughs> I don't want to go this week. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure, Caleb? Because the pub that we're going to is the Poison Cherry. Uh, I miss Coutinho. <laughs> Bournemouth took on Liverpool and ended the game with a win, four three. What? Yeah, what happened, Caleb? Uh, say it. You say it. Say what happened. Lucas Leva was a center back. <laughs> uh, Joel Matip was out injured. He'd been. Basically the rock of our defense this whole entire run of, I think, 15 unbeaten. Mm-hmm. unbeaten. Yeah, 15, one, five guys. So it's not just... It's not just too sad about things. But uh, ESPN FC like, tweeted out the like final score. and was like, 70 minutes. Liverpool up 3-1. You don't want to watch it happens next. With the highlights, I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to watch it happens next. You can see. <laughs> I am despondent and in the fetal position right now. I do not want to watch it was next. Personally, I loved watching it just because it was actually some of the more, maybe the most exciting fight back I've seen in the EPL in quite a long time. Um, yeah, it was every every bit of Bournemouth's quote-unquote magic that brought them into the Premier League was on display with them just going full out attack for the last 20 or so minutes well and, and the funny thing is you could uh if you were kind of a superstitious person you might be regarding this as some a comeback that came after in the 74th minute there was a, a corner which was lobbed towards the goal and Bournemouth's goalie Boric managed to hold it so that the ball was literally millimeters still over the line goal line technology used just to disallow a goal by millimeters. In yeah, the past, this would totally have been called as a goal. Yeah, that's, that's great. Up. I'm so happy for <laughs> gold line technology. It's just so fantastic for the game and stuff. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Liverpool players and also Jurgen Klopp were seen at the Barcelona game today at their championship tie against uh, Russia Morton Gladbach. So, and no one looked happy in the photo. They're all very stern and arms folded and staring at the game. Either was... Hey guys, play like Barcelona or hey, remember when we beat them four nothing in, in a friendly? Play like that all the freaking time or don't show up. You think that's more effective than uh, David Moyes' darker room, like going to a Barcelona Champions League game? I mean, it's more fun. Yeah, <laughs> see Barcelona play. So I mean, probably less, less red wine, right? Yeah, yeah, more pints. <laughs> you know, funny thing is, this still like surprises me. You can't have alcohol in the stands. In, in England, at least in the Premier League. Right. And yeah, it's it's the continuing hangover from the hooligan mm, days. Yeah. It's, I, I have to say, like, anytime English soccer fans make fun of us on Reddit, that's the one thing I always bring up <laughs> is that by law, by law, like parliamentary law, English fans have to sit down and they cannot have alcohol in the stands. And I think that in that one way, you know, every time I say that out loud, that that we can have beer and stand in our stadiums, like eagles fly overhead, F sixteen jets do yeah, like acrobatic we went, we went turns. Just a little bit in that one. America, fuck yeah! Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, I feel pretty confident about our next game, though, because in the EPL, it's it's against West Ham, and <laughs> yeah, um, it got trolled hard this week. Yeah, so the official account for the Skybet Championship. Um, said and i quote if it shows up on twitter we've missed you too at west ham united fans this was in the wake of a 5-1 dismantling uh by Mm -hmm. arsenal at the olympic stadium 
Alexis Sanchez getting a hat trick. Have you ever had heard so much glee in his voice right now? By the way, I mean he's doing a he's dancing right now. It's really weird. To, <laughs> I don't know how to edit this part out. All the stomping and dancing, but good on you, Notch. It's really distracting. Have fun with that. Um, but but yeah, I mean it was it was they kind of ran up the score a bit late, but it it was it was pretty thorough of a just beat down. Um, West Ham has had a terrible. Terrible last few games, though. Yeah, Terrible year really, yeah, and yeah. it's only didn't get worse because I'm. There's no there's rumors floating around, but I'm pretty sure that Dimitri Payet's probably looking to leave right. in January. Their best player. Why? Why would he stick why around? Why would he stay? This? Yeah, he's it's... 29. He's in his prime. He's not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. He's got to go someplace where his teammates can support him. Well, the the one player who's not going anywhere is Spurs' Harry Kane. New contract until 2022. I mean, come on, no-brainer, right? Like, Yeah, there were rumors from that was, he was going to Manchester United, but why would you want to go there? <laughs> but he's a Spurs kid, grew up with the team, grew up in the academy once he was right. in Spire Arsenal. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, um, <laughs> didn't we tell him that he had to pound sand and he sold out and went to Tottenham? Uh, but I don't think he's going to leave that team. Anytime, no. anytime someone like a major player these days says that they want to sign for Manchester United, I get suspicious that they have a time machine and they're actually going to sign for like uh, 2004 Manchester United because that's the only Manchester United team around that time that I'd actually want to go back and play for. Because today, they're, I mean, okay, they beat West Ham 4-1 in the EFL Cup midweek, but whatever. Uh, that's, you know, it's West Ham. Uh, over the weekend, they tied Everton 1-1. And at this point, by the way, Tony Pulis, uh, Tony Pulis, the guy who used to be famous for like super defensive play, uh, Tony, Tony Pulis' West Brom have scored more goals than Jose Mourinho's 550 million pound team at Manchester United. This incredible. That's mind boggling. And hey, hey guys, weekly segment. Let's laugh at Jose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so come on. And not only that, so the match against Everton on the weekend um, was a 1-1 draw where they were looking to maybe get a a decent 1-0 win until Marilyn Fellaini gets subbed on and takes <laughs> about 90 seconds to let a very obvious penalty off. And I was pretty conflicted during this game because I hate Manchester United, but I also hate Everton so much more. Like, have you guys seen the movie Creed? The I've new heard the band movie? Creed and actually like that. No, no. Oh. Wow. <laughs> That's <laughs> Anyway, movie Creed with the botcher uh, is trained by Rocky. Yeah. The, the main villain botcher is a huge Everton fan. He wears Everton crest on his shorts. They fight in the last fight in, is in Goodison Park. I've never cheered harder against a movie villain in my life. <laughs> Any movie villain, just ah, oh. that that's beautiful. Yeah, I gotta say, in regards to fellow Annie, by the way, it's time for him to go back to his natural hair color. Uh, you know, I I used to be on a on a intercollegiate uh, golf team. I was actually a substitute <laughs> at Division Three, which meant I knew how to putt, and that's about it. <laughs> And our co- we some more talented players went to our coach and said that they wanted to wear like you know old timey outfits with like the hat with little balls on them, knickers and like long socks and all that stuff. And the coach pulled out basically the results sheet for the last few like uh, tournaments mm-hmm. and showed it to guys and be where we'd you know crap the bed every single time. And he said, "Look at this. Players who play like this don't get to do funny crap. If you guys are tearing up." the division and we're the best players out there you can do whatever you want but until that happens you don't get any flair well i think it's time to take the buttons off morwan fella Annie's, uh vest and send him to the back room to wash the dishes because this is like how many times now has he has he come in and disappointed he's had some like flashes of uh good form but he's come on i think jose should shave his head <laughs> Not Jose's head, but shaves Fellaini's head. Well, Jurgen Klopp is taking his team to a Champions League game. Jose yes. is like shaving. It's some like weird ritualistic <laughs> ceremony. 
Uh, Chelsea scored three against Manchester City. There was a big bust up at the end. I'm just going to quickly tell you that it's the City are the first team to get two red cards in a single Premier League game this season. Fernandinho choked Fabregas, who had no reaction except he fell over an ad board. Uh, Aguero went in two-footed against David Luiz. It ended up with a four-game ban for Aguero, a three-game ban for Fernandinho, and one more player got banned, right? Um, I think it was the Nathaniel Chalaba was... Yeah, possibly. He going ran to in after the something. tackle and after Agro got up and just shoved him back to the ground, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, final piece of news has to deal with uh, the English lower leagues. So, Ultranchim FC tweeted out a little note about their search for a new manager. Um, they said, "Please note, CVs for the vacant manager role must not be based." On football manager or championship manager achievements. But I'm really good. I brought up Portsmouth at one time on FM15. No. I'm pretty sure at this point their next tweet is going to be, also please note former Manchester United managers in the last three years also not welcome. (laughs) 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 Time to move to a segment called They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do though. And talk about the rest of the world. Uh, The first piece of news is a follow-up on our chat about Chapecoense last week and and the tragedy that that team suffered. Well, it's now official. They have been awarded the Copa Sudamericana by Comdable. Uh, which is, you know, we talked about how this was the least that could happen in this circumstance. Their opponents in that final, Atletico Nacional, have have um, been awarded a special Comdable Centennial Fair Play Award and $1 million in recognition. There will obviously be award money to Chapecoense for being the champions. And they'll be placed, I believe, in this tournament called the Recopa uh, next season, which also has some monetary benefits to it. There's been a lot of tributes and other things. I will leave you to go look at those online because they're pretty well documented in a variety of places. Uh, some of them hit really hard. Yeah, don't look at them if you're also looking at a dark sky outside because you will get hit with the feels. Yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of feels... We found out that some of our heroes in the soccer world might not be entirely heroes. They say, you know, you look too closely at your heroes, you might find something that you don't like about them. Turns out that several European outlets reported a major tax fraud uh, by by certain players. Yeah, so basically it seems as though a number of uh, players and coaches, um, primarily ones that were in the Spanish leagues at the time, um, figure out ways to not pay income taxes. Uh, allegedly. Mar- allegedly. Um, so allegedly, Jose Mourinho, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Mesut Ozil, a number of very well-known players uh, might have been able to skirt tax rules. Uh, Neymar and Messi, have they been... They had already been, been yeah, investigated. Yeah, this was a separate thing. Um, uh, it seems as though a lot of the... Um, people in question have some sort of link to Jorge Mendez, um, mm-hmm. the very well-known uh, player agent. Um, this is still a developing story, and it's being run by uh, German and Spanish outlets. So we'll we'll keep you appraised as what happens and see what happens next. Yeah. Um, guys, we have a goalie goal. What? And not just a, every year run-of-the-mill goalie goal, but a bicycle, bicycle kick. From the edge of the box. It okay. Stop his time to tie the game against one of the South African football giants, Pirates. Incredible, man. Incredible goal. Uh, Baroka you... FC goalkeeper. Bicycle kick from the edge of the box. It's, it's uncanny. Un- it was it 95th or 96th? It was one of those. There was five minutes of stoppage time. I don't know what, where in stoppage time it was, but it was in like 93, I, I, I think it was minute. into Fergie time at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Go Google that and check it out. It is fantastic. Um, speaking of bicycle kicks, Edison Tavani uh, actually finished the goal and wrote his bicycle against Little Dorets today. Um, PSG um, I think came in second in their Champions League group to who, Colin? Um, I think Arsenal. Oh, <laughs> I'm that, pretty sure. That hurt me too. And not yeah. only that, um, <laughs> Arsenal finished top of the group um, in Large part because Luda Goretz actually drew against PSG in their uh, final, basically nothing game. Yeah, so, so good on them. 
there's some drama going on in PSG. Uh, they're currently third in Liga 1, which is unheard of for them. And a lot of people aren't happy with Angel de Maria. Which... He was someone that when he left Manchester United, I was one of those guys saying like, oh, I, I don't know how this is happening. And I actually said the same thing when he left Real Madrid. I was like, must be down to Jose, must be down to, mm-hmm. you know, I think he, was, he left under Van Hal. Yeah. And I couldn't believe that there were attitude issues. Well, it turns out now PSG's folks are also complaining about his attitude and saying that his he's detached, uh, was the quote on Twitter by the person who reported this. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is actually now the player. And and we've been I've been wrong all along. I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on, shame on. Won't be fooled the, again. The, the fool me can't get fooled again. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened in the Champions League this week, guys? Uh, Celtic drew Man City today. Uh, Man City played a rotated side. Some youngsters in there. Uh, Lira Sane played, but also Lira Sane cost Man City. Uh, 37 million pounds while the whole entire Celtic starting 11 cost Celtic I just said it both different, different ways but I've heard it both ways so it's fine cost Celtic 20 million pounds total I'd say something of the manager assembled this team but you don't know I don't know who it. that is yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. along with that um, Besiktas today had a, a rough go at the office um, losing 6-0 against Dynamo Kiev the goalkeeper after letting in the fourth goal was in tears. Four goals in 45 minutes. Four goals in 45 minutes. In their defense, there was a red card before those goals, and then they did finish with nine men on the field. So, ouch. Yeah. At least they have an excuse. <laughs> Speaking of someone who did not finish on the field was a seagull flying over the Australian FFA Cup final. Sydney FC's goalkeeper, Danny Vukovic, got this bird with a uh, goal kick. Or I don't I forget exactly how the the seagull got hit. If it was a ball that was coming to Vukovic, anyway, it was right next to him, and play was stopped as he picked up the seagull, walked it to the sidelines. The video is cute enough at this point because he's like really like careful. Then as he's walking away, he pets it a little bit, and then the <laughs> next thing you see of the seagull is it sitting in between the legs of the sideline official, also getting more pets. It's like the most adorable and thing. It looks like he's enjoying the game. He's like, oh, this yeah. is pretty nice. I should yeah. stay on the sideline next time. Oh, mm, awesome. Stretches, humans, this is great. And yeah. and uh, <laughs> in, in, I, I saw some of the people talking about this linking to a video of a, of a seagull that got hit by a cricket ball and had a similar experience at, in Australia again. So apparently Australia, seagulls getting hit by uh, sports balls. So, well, there was uh, here in the US, uh, Randy Johnson pitcher i don't know who's playing for at the time i think um, it was it was like a the, minor league rehab start and hit a seagull with a 101 mile power fastball seagull did not have as much fun as Ooh, the seagull at did, the, he did not escape with <laughs> this this is why the seagulls decided enough is enough sports are coming for us let's go for sports and they decided to buy the fort lauderdale striker <laughs> oh, that's a deep callback oh, i love it uh well it's like wow. two people out there like laughing like i understand that reference that was for you friends and Uh, Anyway, uh, let's move on to our final segment where Colin brings us conspiracy theories. We put on our tinfoil hats and he he explains conspiracy theories that we're thinking of, but he knows how they conspired. And this segment, it's called The Reynolds Wrap-Up with Colin. So, Jonathan Tannenwald at the goalkeeper in um, Twitter, fantastic Twitter follow, but um, he asked the NASL reporter Intelligentsia in a tweet... Is it coincidence that the Cosmos, One World, and NASL are all going under at the same time and that the NASL has fully divested from traffic? Short so, answer, probably. Yeah. So, <laughs> if we want to indulge him, I, I'm pretty sure I know what movie this actually very closely follows. Um, have you guys seen the movie Office Space recently? It's- Recently, no, but it is Yeah, I'm going to have to watch that on Saturday. Right, right. So, here's what I'm thinking. Um, you remember the the thing that's basically the plot to Superman four, where they just shave off like the fractions of fractions of cents. Is that the one so, prior? I don't think so. I think oh, that okay. was like three, maybe. Okay, never mind. Anyway, so what Traffic was doing with the Cosmos 
is is very clear. They were f- shaving the fractions of fractions of those kickbacks that they were getting, and the Cosmos just so happened to be the bank account that they were using for it. Um, here's the problem. Ryo OKC kind of turned out to be Milton Waddams in this, and the next field that got stolen uh, was his red swing line stapler. So... Lucky, lucky traffic and lucky for the Cosmos. They were able to get themselves out of it before they really got caught because Ryo burning down the NASL, it just just so happens to be the tip of the iceberg for all of this. Um, one final note, Seamus O'Brien, the chairman of the Cosmos, um, was recently seen working on a construction site. that was the Reynolds wrap up with Colin if you have conspiracy theories next week that you'd like us to flesh out please let us know a few questions did come in when we asked on Twitter I'm going to go through these really quick because we're really really low on time right now Uh, Mitch asks us what's worse Atlanta United FC or North Carolina FC Caleb North Carolina FC Colin Atlanta United FC yep I would say Atlanta United FC because of the articles on their SB Nation site uh (laughs) Matthew Hansen asks, what's up with Ramirez? And I respond, shut up, what's up with Ramirez? Uh, the next thing that he said was, uh, he pointed to a tweet where Minnesota Alexi Lalas asked Minnesota United, but what have you done this week in response to a Minnesota United tweet that said exactly one week ago with the Adrian Heath photo? And Minnesota United said, no comment, dot, dot, dot. They've become self-aware, guys. The memes have to end now. We- well, no, here's the problem. Eric Durkee was commenting on the official account rather than his personal account. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is exactly what happened. All that pizza and all those old-fashioned. Man, I would love to be on a diet of pizza and old-fashioned. That sounds awesome. That does sound awesome. Doesn't it right now? I feel well, like it would take off five years out of my life, but it sounds awesome. Well, before we go off and head to a joint, like maybe Pizza Lucha, does Pizza Lucha have liquor? I think the suburban ones in Roseville do. So we'll go to the Roseville Pizza Lucha, but before Sweet. that happens, uh, we'll tell you where we are on Twitter. Caleb? I'm at Olson 716 I am at The Attachment. And I am located at TWO United Fans, where you will also find this podcast. You'll also find this podcast on 55.1, where as of this week, Caleb Yay. is writing something. I... Nothing has been published yet, but I am writing something tonight and tomorrow. So, yay. Brilliant, brilliant. Have uh, fun with that. Look forward, look forward to that. Exactly. Uh, serious journalist, Caleb, as opposed to uh, <laughs> Colin and myself. And you will also find us on, uh, as the podcast, we call it soccer, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts. Um, the the policy of sending bricks through my windows for USB sticks on uh, homing seagulls, please stop. Please Seagulls us, aren't very good at homing. Please give us a rating on those sites too. Just the more people that rate us, the more uh, I guess um, more they, Don Garber for, notices and gives us money. Also, yeah. that, but if they search soccer podcast, the more likely we'll be on that list or higher up on that list. So yeah, give, also give us a hand by telling your friends to listen in. Well, with that, we're gonna say, bid you adieu, and I always like to say good night, even though you might be listening to this in the morning. So. Good night, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. Sleep well.